and welcome to the Whole Self Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Hughes, a holistic mentor, human design guide, and well-being advocate obsessed with all things health, wellness, self-healing, spiritual growth, and mindful living. I believe true well-being is only possible when we start to look at our whole selves, how we feed our bodies, how we move, how we think, feel, how we connect and realign with our inner selves. My intention with this podcast is to create space to explore all of that with you. Expect soulful, expansive conversations to inspire you on your journey back to your whole self. Hello everyone, welcome back and thank you for being here. We are at episode 5, which has gone so fast. But I just wanted to start this episode by giving you a little thank you for showing up, for reviewing, subscribing, liking the podcast and sharing your takeaways on Instagram and DMing me and letting me know how much you've enjoyed these episodes because it really makes a difference um, and really gives me the motivation to show up every week. So it's... I love hearing it. So if you want to share how this lands with you, then please feel free to drop into my DMs because I am always open to hearing. And if there is anything in particular that you want to hear about, I am going to be doing these solo episodes every other week. So if there is a particular topic that you want me to dive into a little bit more, then just let me know. So I have had a week and a half this week and if you follow me over on Instagram you will know what I'm talking about but I've had a few run-ins with some pretty negative energy this week and it's really had me thinking about how we protect ourselves. Um, I've actually had a few conversations as well which have been really interesting about how we protect our energy, how we protect our auras, how we cleanse energy out of our beings and I really wanted to have this conversation or share this with you as a way to start dispelling and breaking down what we mean when we talk about energy and what we mean when we talk about energy healing and energy cleansing, energy balancing because this is something that I talk about a lot and it's a big part of what I do. I think there's still a big misunderstanding about what energy healing really means and I think it's one of those terms that can sometimes get a bit of an eye roll from people who aren't necessarily within that spiritual space. I get it because it's not something that we are taught and it's not part of our everyday language but really when you break it down and you really start to understand what energy healing really is, it just makes perfect sense. So I want to start off by giving you a little bit of a background into my energy healing journey before we dive into what we really mean by energy healing and how it can really support us. So I guess for me, energy has always been something that I've been aware of. Energy, other people's energy or the energy of a space that I'm in is always something that I felt really susceptible to. But I I guess before I had the awareness, never really knew what that was and never really knew how to really put my finger on that and really 
know how it was affecting me or how I needed to protect myself from that. So it was just something that I was very aware of that I could feel energy from other people. And it's, you know, we say that all the time, right? We very often use the term, I can just feel their energy isn't very good or I can feel the energy in this room isn't very good. So these are terms that we use often. And I think, although we say it, we don't necessarily we don't necessarily understand really what that means and how it's impacting us. But my active energy healing journey, if you want to call it that, I guess really started, you know, a couple of years ago after I was diagnosed. And that kind of came off the back of really wanting to try everything I possibly could to support myself and support my health and wellness and although I've always been a very spiritual person so there was so it was a very natural step for me to take it was definitely more for my well-being and less about me seeking energy healing specifically that led me down that journey in the first place you know, I was very much in this space of wanting to support my body in every possible way that I could. And I was very conscious of the fact that that needed to be mind, body and spirit. But what that looked like at the beginning was a very open book. And I was very open to anything that came my way and really diving into any modality that I could find that potentially could benefit me and really trying it to see how it kind of fit. On that journey so many things came on my radar and I tried (laughs) everything from Reiki to acupuncture to sound baths, everything that you could imagine that could be energetically related I wanted to try and I think that's because I was very aware of the fact that there was something in my system that was potentially blocked. There was something more than physical that was creating the situation that I was in. There was emotions that I knew I needed to work through. There were old traumas that I knew knew I needed to work through and in uncovering this I started to realize that a lot of these old traumas, limiting beliefs, stuck emotions from the past were all creating energetic blockages that I needed to work through and it was then through working through these, through these different energy healing modalities that I was able to start to shift some of this stuff and therefore realize the true importance of keeping our energy aligned and balanced and cleared at all times and therefore leading me to retrain as an energy healer so that I can support other people through that same process. So what are we really talking about when we talk about energy? I know that like I say, it's something that we aren't necessarily told to focus on or taught to focus on within our systems, but really energy makes up 
everything, right? Energy is what we create every time we move. Energy within our system is what helps us put one foot in front of the other. It helps us think, it helps, um, it is created when our heart beats, when our stomach churns, like everything, every movement creates energy and that's not just true for us as humans but it's true for everything on this planet in this universe right when things move they create energy energy is constantly being created in every form of life so if you think about a piece of machinery as a cog turns on a piece of machinery that energy that it creates helps another piece move right this is just basic physics this is what we learn in school about energy. Well, the same is applied to us as humans. And energy is something that is a very subtle system. So subtle that you probably aren't even aware of it most of the time. And this is why it can be so much harder when we start down an energy healing journey to really tune into those energetics and those energetic blocks because they're just that much harder to hear and see. But our bodies have this innate ability to keep energy moving throughout our body. It's part of the process. It's part of the self-healing process and it's part of the just everyday keep a moving process but it's a lot. So we have our own energy that we are creating, but we are also susceptible to energy outside of us from the people that we are with, from the surroundings that we are in, from the energy that is held inside the the home that we live in. It can come from so many different places. And when that happens, our body is really overloaded with energy to process. So whatever we let into our space, whatever we allow into our aura, which will look different for everyone. So from a human design perspective, we all have a very different type of aura. Some people are a completely closed aura. So they are very good at keeping things outside of themselves and not allowing that energy in. Other people have a very focused aura. Other people have a really open, wide aura. And so there are different levels of susceptibility to the energy that we surround ourselves with. And that's something that's really useful to be aware of in knowing how you interact with the world from an energetic point of view. Now we can go deeper into a, from a human design perspective and look at what energy centers are open and undefined for you and that will tell you where specifically within your body, what specific energy centers within your body you are most susceptible to influence from the outside world and where you are most susceptible to um, conditioning and taking on energy that isn't yours. But we'll park that for a minute. Maybe I'll come back and do a human design a whole specific episode on human design but for now let's just talk about the general idea of energy and energy healing. 
If you've ever done yoga, you will probably be familiar with the seven chakras within our body. If you've ever done or had acupuncture, you will most probably be aware of the basics of our energetic meridian system. So when we fuse these things together and when we look at a bigger picture of what our energetics really look like, because although these systems are different and originate from different places, actually the principle is the same and it is this understanding that however we get there, we have this internal energetic system that needs to be supported. So bear with me while I give you an analogy for this. But essentially what you're looking at when you fuse these systems together and the reason why I fuse these systems together is because I think they're both so valid and so useful. So when we look at the chakra system laid over a meridian system, what we're essentially looking at is a map of the human body from an energetic perspective. So if you can imagine your body as a roadmap and you have these big energy centers, these big swirling balls of energy in different parts of your body. Now we have seven main energy centers and nine within human design, which again is another conversation for another time. But we recognize these main energy centers in the main parts of our body, the highest energy parts of our body. And there are actually thought to be 114 energy centers in total. And the way that I relate this to our map analogy is if you think about like towns and cities, right? Bear with me. If you imagine that these seven main energy centers are our major cities on that map and are all of the other energy centers, the other chakras act as these kind of smaller towns and villages. So yes, energy or prana will move through these, but they don't create the same energy as those main um, seven chakras do. Now, to connect all of these things together and to create this flow of prana, which is our life force energy, we need a way for that energy to travel and flow throughout our body. And that is where we look at meridians or nadis in Ayurveda. And these are the real energy superhighways that we have within our system. So all of this is to say, all we need to think about when it comes to energy is that we have this system where energy just consistently flows throughout our body from center to center, allowing us to be our most balanced and aligned selves. Now, if you imagine, and this is why I use that analogy, <laughs> if you were wondering, if you imagine throughout this system that you get a traffic jam at a junction in a major city, 
energy healing is really about coming in and just clearing that jam out. So that jam can happen with, if you imagine like every single car that's in that traffic jam, a different trauma or a person that you've been with who had really negative energy or a place where you've been that has really affected you energetically. All of these things become these little vehicles of energy that jam together and create these little blockages throughout this system, this system that is designed to flow effortlessly. So when we jam up these certain places with energy, it can become stuck and it means that energy cannot flow properly, which means there are certain parts of your system that aren't getting the energy that they need. They aren't getting the prana that they really need. And that can therefore affect us in other ways that can begin to affect us physically. So when we talk about energy healing, what we're really talking about is going into your system and allowing you to clear those vehicles of energy out. And this is where we talk about high vibrational living and being in a low vibrational state. This is really affected by how we are allowing our energy to flow properly. Like I said, anything can cause that. The environment that you're in, the relationships that you keep, the food that you eat, everything carries a vibration. So everything that is low vibrational or has a negative energy that you are allowing into your system is something that your body has to process. So if you think about that in physical terms like if you think about that actually being physical every negative encounter that you have with someone it's like taking something that's bad for you our body has to process that in the same way that it processes everything else like we are processing energy constantly if you are taking on too much external negative low vibrational energy or should I say rather you're not taking on enough positive or high vibrational energy then this can affect how the energy flows throughout our body. In the same way that we brush our teeth at night or wash our face we also need to keep cleansing that space and keep cleansing our energy. And this does not need to look like fire dances and chanting. It doesn't need to look like anything in particular. It is really about how you manage your own energy. But it's important and I think we don't place enough importance on how we protect our energy. Although I will hazard a guess that most of you already do some form of energy clearing or energy balancing that you don't necessarily associate with that. And this can look like burning incense or sage or having acupuncture is essentially a form of energy release breath work, meditation, all of these things help us clear out things that are not for us. They help us clear out and keep our energy moving. Even running, doing yoga, rebounding, 
tapping, all of these things are all supportive of energy release. So the good thing is, even if I've lost you through this podcast and you're sat there thinking, what is she on about? It doesn't even matter. It doesn't necessarily matter that you don't 100% believe right now in the power and importance of keeping your energy balanced. All I ask is that you keep an open mind and you allow yourself to try different things and see how you feel. Like you judge it. You judge how you feel after you've had a session that may be supportive of energy healing. So if you go for a Reiki session, note how you feel afterwards. If you, maybe if you have had a bad day or a bad encounter with someone, which happened to me this week, then try dancing or body tapping to try and get your energy moving and see how you feel afterwards. You can also try things like self-massage to really physically keep your energy moving or maybe look into reflexology or acupressure, which again is all about using our meridian system to really get energy moving and release any stuck energy. To be honest, even journaling can really help shift energy because if you are someone that stores a lot of energy inside your mind and inside your crown, getting that out on paper can be really helpful to just really remove things that don't need to be there. And this is what I tell everybody that I work with that has an undefined or open crown or mind center within human design, using journaling and meditating, preferably together, meditating and then journaling what came up for you is a really good way to allow you to just release all of that that is kind of creating a bit of a blockage inside of you and just get a bit more clarity. Now there are a few things that hopefully will be helpful to you. First of all, Protecting your energy in the first place is the key. Prevention is always better than cure, remember. So if you can find a way that supports you best in protecting your energy and being able to become aware of when you may be in a situation where energetically it just doesn't feel good to you. So I had this experience this week and if you follow me on Instagram, you will know what I'm talking about. I had a run-in with someone in a hospital um, and I felt her energy so strongly that I had to eventually say, I need you to stop and I need you to move away from me because I was being so heavily affected by her energy. So her negativity and her frustration and stress, whatever it was that was coming from her was making me emotional. Even though I had nothing to really be emotional about, I'd gone in there in a very um, positive state and within 10 minutes, I was taking on a lot of her energy 
which I didn't really want. And being able to recognize that and say, actually, do you know what? I'm really upset right now. And this isn't mine. This is not my energy. This is your energy that you've passed on to me. So I want to close this down. I need to shut this space down is something that is so useful for us to be aware of because it means that actually you know who you should be surrounding yourself with. And the same goes to the things that we consume, the things that we put on our body. Tuning into what makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good, what you react to and what you don't react to is a really good sign of what is aligned with your energy and what isn't. I'm not here to ruin your fun and take all the things away from you that you enjoy just because they give you a bit of a upset stomach or a little bit of bloating here and there. You do you and do what feels good and do what nourishes you but also recognizing what doesn't make you feel so hot can be so powerful in how you implement tools that help support with that afterwards. So even if you do end up in a situation where there is, say, a person whose energy you can feel really strongly or you're in a room where the energy just feels really, really off and you feel really affected by it, but you can't leave because you have an obligation to be there for some reason, that's fine. But knowing what your tools are afterwards to shake that energy off is really, really crucial. So something that's really interesting is animals, and you will notice this, if you have a cat or a dog, notice next time they get a bit scared or um, they, you know, if a dog runs out in front of a car and nearly gets hit, the first thing it will do is shake. And I know this from having a cat because I have a black cat. So last week, with all the lights off, I actually stood on his tail um, and scared him quite a lot. And as soon as I turned the lights on, I saw him walk away from me and shake. And animals have this instinct to almost shake it off after they've experienced something that doesn't feel good or experienced something that's caused them a bit of stress or, I don't know, something negative that's happened that doesn't sit right with them, they will automatically just shake it off and move on. And we kind of need to do the same thing. And whether having a little shake works for you or not, you maybe you need something a little bit little bit more robust than that, depending on what the situation is. Knowing what that thing is for you is so crucial. A few things that I recommend in protecting your energy is A, crystals, and a Clear quartz crystal is perfect for this. You don't need anything fancy. You don't need to go out and necessarily find, you know, obscure crystals anywhere. Although black tourmaline is also amazing for clearing out negative energy that you've already consumed. But clear quartz and carrying clear clear quartz (laughs) with you is a really powerful tool to be able to protect yourself from any energy that you come across. Second of all, a practice that I use all the time, and I use this every single time I go into a hospital, although Monday it did not work, is something called the egg of light meditation. 
And this is something that you can do. It doesn't doesn't require you to do anything fancy. It is just a short, simple, affirmative meditation. And all you need to do is shut your eyes, tell yourself you're safe, and imagine a white light in the shape of an egg surrounding you. So it's almost like you are encasing yourself in an egg of white light. And what this does at best is create this energetic field around you that doesn't allow anything negative in. All it does at the very least is ground you for a second and remind you that you are safe. So whether you believe that a big white light an egg-shaped white light is going to protect you from anything or not, knowing that you can sit in stillness and remind yourself you are safe will help you affirm that when you come across something negative. And if you really just want to start tuning into yourself and understanding where you might be suffering from some blockages to be able to move through yourself, a really great practice to do is a chakra meditation. So working your way through each energy center and really tuning in to that energy center, placing your focus within your crown, your mind, your throat, your heart, your solar plexus, your sacral, your root. Tuning in and listening to what's happening and really focusing on that center of the body and seeing what comes up because often something will feel stuck. It might be for you that you can visualize that something isn't working right. So if you visualize this spinning ball within that center, you can often feel or sense that that isn't spinning properly or maybe for you it's just an inner knowing or maybe for you it's showing up as physical pain like maybe you feel something physical when you drop into that center so practicing what that feels like and the key word there is practice because the more that you practice the more you'll be able to recognize when something feels different than it did last week So when you can do these kinds of meditations regularly, you will start to see the pattern in the things that um, are feeling stuck for you. And they give you a point to then focus on. So then maybe if you do that kind of meditation and you feel like something is really um, stuck in your throat, then you can then look at that and think, okay, so what does that mean for me? Like, where has that shown up for me? Where is there a, where has there been a situation where I haven't been able to express myself maybe? Or where is there a situation where I feel like I've said something that's been taken in the wrong way? Like, what is it related to your throat that has shown up for you somewhere in your life? And how do you move through that once you once you recognize where that is? What is that thing that's going to help you release it? So if it is your throat, maybe there are some throat opening exercises that you could do to release that. Maybe that really helps you. Maybe it's just 
singing and being able to really express yourself using your voice that is going to help you. So we can really start to focus in on the specific energy centers that you are feeling a blockage or some kind of stickiness in, shall we say, and then work through how we can release that from that center, what that is, why that's showing up, why that's specifically stuck within that center, how that's maybe affecting you on a different level and how we can shift it. Like how can you move through that? Energy and our energetic body is one of the five koshas in yogic philosophy. It is considered to be just as important as our physical, as our mental, as our emotional and our spiritual bodies. And it is considered to need exactly the same amount of care. So however that looks for you, whatever you do, do not neglect it. Because deep down in that subtle energetic body of yours, there is so much to unlock and so much to support us. So use it in the same way that you do every other body. I'm going to leave that there for today to keep this short and sweet. I will be back next week with a really exciting episode. So please make sure you subscribe and review down below if you feel called to. And please do share with me anything that you've taken away from this episode that has been helpful. I hope that I've been able to break down a little bit about what energy healing really is and what we mean when we talk about our energetic bodies and I hope that makes um, things maybe a little bit clearer. So I would love to hear what you think and I would love to hear if you like these kinds of episodes in between those bigger kind of juicier interview type episodes if you want more of these kind of shorter um more topic related episodes so let me know drop into my dms share whatever takeaways you take from this i would love to hear from you and i will see you next week have a lovely week until then goodbye